Ice tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love it. you way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, say. I am a first class name dropper. The great legendary John Madden, and then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're playing this. Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to another edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. It's kickoff week in the National Football League. The start of the 2012 season could not come soon enough. It is finally here, and we are celebrating with a multiple podcast week. We've already uh, put up on uh, iTunes starting last week. Last Friday, Aaron Andrews visited the show. Ryan Lochte, the Olympic swimmer, the 11-time medalist, he joined the program. We've been previewing uh, all the divisions for you. We are already, we're five into that um, division preview process. We, we all know there are eight of them. On this show, we will be previewing the NFC West. And who better to do that than Kurt Warner, the, uh, the man who spent much of his career in the NFC West, certainly all of his Hall of Fame building seasons in the NFC West with the St. Louis Rams and also the Arizona Cardinals, the two teams that he took to the Super Bowl. Who better to tell us what's going on in Arizona with a quarterback situation there, what a young quarterback like Russell Wilson should be thinking about or is thinking about as he's getting set to take on the Cardinals as they open the season together on Sunday with week number one going down. Sam Bradford, what's it like being a young quarterback in St. Louis? How are the Rams rebuilding? What's going on there? Who would know better than Kurt Warner than that? And then with Alex Smith and uh, being the one guy, the one variable in many people's minds, uh, between a Super Bowl season or a non-Super Bowl season in San Francisco with the 49ers clearly back in the mix atop the NFC. Who better to ask about that than Kurt Warner? So he will join this show. Uh, but first on this show, Chris Law, Chris Brockman, good to see you. Good to see you, Rich. Rich, how you doing? We are getting set to throw open the podcast doors to a rap icon. Yes. Nas. Nas. Amazing. So Queen, many people Queen's here. Queen's finest. So many people here. Uh, Went nuts when he came walking through the door. Absolutely. Charlie Yook, the uh, the NFL game day morning coordinating producer, said that Nas changed his life. life. Charlie yeah. was speechless; didn't know what to do. Very, I mean, we, we've had a lot of good people in here, a lot of high profile celebrities, and you know those guys. Those guys know they're in the building. They don't say anything. When he found out Nas was coming, he he wanted to be there. Wanted to meet him. He, Definitely, had he, he almost just said he, he, changed his he almost didn't want to meet him because he was he didn't know what to say. say to he, him. Yeah, he, no, he was he, he was, was tongue tied. He was tongue tied. He was. What was it? Illmatic, he said, 94? Yeah, Illmatic. His life? Nas's first album is uh, epic. Yep. So he will be here. Marshall Falk will join the conversation yes. as well. A man who, uh, who knows a thing to do with the NFC West himself. And hip-hop. He had Nelly perform at his Hall of Fame. That he did. Correct? That he did. That he did. So Marshall's a big fan of Nas and vice versa. I will sort of just mediate the conversation between the two of them. Um, be dropping dropping uh, some rhymes, some more iced tea rhymes. Well, you guys fixed me up with some what sixes and sevens. Does that make sense? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't know what that means. The bar. Yeah. <laughs> what do I know? Bars. You're gonna bars. drop a few bars, Rich. Uh, drop a few bars. Yeah. Or bar mitzvahs. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't I drop like, a few bar mitzvahs. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I, that's I don't the know bars if we can drop, top your iced tea performance. There's no uh, Well, I'm not going to attempt to do that. Yeah. That, that was... Um, but uh, I'm excited to have Nas. And again, this is all leading up to the 
season kickoff show that we've been putting together. You've been in the edit bay working like been. a busy bee, Chris Brockman. Yeah, we're back at it tonight. And um, as we're putting together a one-hour show for you at 10 p.m. Eastern time, the kickoff special, Tony Gonzalez, Nas, who's on this show, Ryan Lochte and Aaron Andrews have already been uh, downloaded on iTunes or Stitcher Radio for you here on um, on NFL Media Outlets. Um, and Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks, the aforementioned Russell Wilson, will be joining the show as yep. well. He's got a great story, too. So Tony Gonzalez Jim, and Jim the uh, legend of the booth, Jim Brockmeyer. Who better to preview the entire season? There's lots of storylines. And Jim Brockmeyer, the legend of the booth himself, is going to stop by again. Can't wait podcast for, staple, Jim Brockmeyer. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Can't wait his, to get his thoughts his on some of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots going on uh, as well. And the NFC West, you know, a lot of people love dumping on the NFC West because it's vogue. It's funny for some people. I don't know why, but... Um, East Coast bias. There's some interesting teams in the NFC West. I agree. I think personally, as you know, uh, I think the NFC champion of 2012 resides in that division. I think the Niners are going to win that conference, the division and the conference. Uh, maybe, just maybe. I mean, everybody thinks two teams for sure is coming out of the North. Everybody thinks for sure two teams is coming out of the South. Yeah. If not three out of either one of those divisions, and if the NFC West has no chance for two, I mean, Seattle, if Russell Wilson can do what we saw in the preseason, that's huge ifs, I understand. That's a game changer. That's a game changer. You know, between Seattle and Arizona, $82.5 million on their bench. Isn't that incredible? Skelton versus Russell Wilson week one. It's not Cobb versus Flynn. Flynn. A lot of people thought it would be the two backups that got big deals elsewhere because of their fleeting starting performances for their old teams would be the starting quarterbacks. Instead, they're the backups. Wow. Cobb and Flynn. And, I, I mean, Cobb flat out lost the job. Yeah, I think I think Russell Wilson won the job. No, you know question. I think that's the difference. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. No question. It's not that Skelton won the job. Cobb lost it, I mean, and and Russell it? Wilson won it. He had what six touchdowns, one interception in preseason, which you can't read too far into. But he but just looked. He's what composed. He, what he did was he 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 provided an energy. Yep. And and if that's the whole thing about Pete Carroll is he's got the energy on the sideline, right? You see it. You feel it, you see it, it courses through that sideline because of the way, you know, he's always running up to people, he's rah-rah, he's in people's faces, he's aggressive. If he can find that extension in the most important position on the field, then it's a different story for the Seahawks. It really is. And so why not give that kid a shot if Flynn is not going to be that extension, if he is not going to provide that jolt? Because the Seahawks are going to need a jolt to take over the Niners or even have a shot at it. Even have a shot at it. You know, Rich, you talked about the 49ers. Uh, we get a research packet sent out every week. By our top-notch research before, staff here at uh, NFL Matt Pomeroy. And um, the result... And his crew. Yeah, winning week one is, it turns out to be pretty important. Uh, since 1990, if you w- won week one, uh, or if you lost week one, excuse me, 14% to win your division. Hmm. And you talk about week one, for San Francisco versus Green Bay. So starting 0-1 puts you in an 86% hole to win your division? That's a surprising number. That is yeah, a surprising I, 0-2 number. 0-2 I, I would get. 0-2 but... I'd get. But 0-1, I'm not that, – that just could be a statistical anomaly. If the Since nine... when? Since when? What was that? Since 1990. That's 20 years worth of football. 
That's twenty years worth. Three hundred and thirty. Two and zero is the crucial. To me, that's the crucial number. You do not want to. Zero and two is a. Zero and two is definitely a hole from which it's difficult to. It's the top of the research packet this week. Importance of week one wins. What's so? What's the what's the one and zero? I guess the one and zero is eighty six percent. You don't even need to know. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I I like the Seahawks' chance this year to 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 a improve vastly, but maybe slide in into a wild card. It's, po- it's their possible. Their defense is good. We've discussed that, as it. you know, it's tough to win up there if you go on the road. It's very tough to win up there. So let's say they win. Let's just give them six wins at home. Six wins at home. You got to split on the road. That's ten win season. Yep. And if you win seven at home, you know what I mean. We've got them in San Francisco. They got a lot of young kids. A lot of young kids who are really talented. If Sidney Rice can be the Sidney Rice, there's a lot of ifs. If Bruce Irvin can be what they expect him to be. That was two years ago, Sidney Rice, though, we're talking about. Oh, he didn't really play much. I mean, he wasn't healthy much last year. Shattered. Well, that's the issue. If he's not healthy this year, then that's that. And he had number four slinging him the ball. Mm -hmm. That's true. Interesting division. That's all I'm saying. It is. Kurt Warner's going to do it. All right, let's get to it. Let's start it off. Rap icon, running back icon, together in studio. My next guests here on the Rich Eisen podcast, Rich Eisen kickoff special. I could not be more thrilled to have my good friend and colleague from NFL Game Day Morning and Thursday Night Football. Good to see you, Hall of Famer Marshall. Uh, thanks Fox. for having me, Rich. And we have here in the in our midst an all timer, no doubt, a legend, no doubt. This God, man, man, this man has sold over 13 million albums, and that number is about to go up by a considerable number. Life is good is his new album in stores now. Tenth album of his illustrious career, and sixth to go number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Nas, good to see you. How you doing, Rich? I'm doing fine. Good, good. This man is in the house right now. He's a guy, man. He's a guy in the rap game, man. I grew up on hip-hop. You know, this is kind of like uh, my era of of growing up is when hip-hop kind of started to take off, and and, uh, and Nas and uh, and his style has influenced rap so much. He kind of laid the groundwork for guys going from fast rapping to like really sending a message and people and, and, and it kind of storytelling. And um, it was just, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's an honor to be here, man. I'm telling you. Appreciate Much respect it, man. For you. It's an honor. 10 honor. Years, Thank you, I man. mean, 10 albums. That's, uh, that's doing it, man. Thank you. And salute to you for Hall of Fame things, man. That's amazing. And you are, you know, you're a Queens guy. Yeah. Now, normally... Because I'm from Staten Island, mm. by the way. We got boroughs represented right here. I'm now cool with the boroughs, okay. man. We got boroughs. Cool. Borough, boroughs, as we That's say. I'm cool. Back I'm cool in New York. We got cool boroughs represented. But normally Queens, though, yeah. is associated with the Jets because mm. of where Shea Stadium, where they used to play, you know, used to be. And Long Island, where they used to work out, is, you know, Queens is on technically Long Island. Mm-hmm. But yet you're a Giants fan. Is that the case? Yeah, you know, I really... I'm not the biggest, biggest sports guy, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got to tell you. But um, so I represent New York. So Jets, I got love for you. Mm-hmm. Giants, I got a lot of love for you. So, okay. yeah. Then winning the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, that was that was mean. What was that like? That was amazing. That? that was pretty amazing. I was out there. Uh, I didn't get a chance to go to the game, but I was out there. My brother went to the game. He's was the craziest sports fan in the world, so I gave him my tickets. But I had a good time out there doing parties and stuff, but it was a great time. Yeah, you performed at last year's Super yeah. Bowl, correct? Yeah. At the Madden event? Is that at the Madden did? event, yeah. It was. Listen, I was there. You were there. It rocked it. I think I heard it in the hotel room. <laughs> listen, it was <laughs> rocked I think, it. I think that was the event that I actually and, and let, I I'm, I'm going to say this. You know, I played in Indy. I've watched that city grow. 
Um, it, it's amazing what they were able to do, and the weather actually mm-hmm. held up. Yeah. Um, the village that I, I call it a Super Bowl village is what they basically created because you could walk to you could walk to everything. Normally, you know, there's traffic and you can't get to places and you're stuck in cars for hours. But yeah. it was very accessible. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know as an artist, you know, you guys how you guys were getting around if it was just as accessible. I Man, I was on this. I was rich. I was walking. Like right. I was yeah. walking amongst the fans. Yeah. And people, hey, how you doing? And they let you go. No, it was all good. I did the same thing because you could just walk to club from club to club. It was good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so now that you have your new album out, Life is Good, why, call, yeah. why you call it Life is Good, Nas? I mean, you know, I think that every every breathe, every chance we breathe, every every uh, time we wake up in the morning, it's, it's God. I give it to God and I just say, you know, I'm, I'll be 39 in a couple of days. And I didn't get here on my own. You know what I mean? I feel like uh, it's amazing that I'm here. So, I, you know, I just had that revelation a couple of years back and just started saying life is good to everybody I saw. And that just became the daily mantra. And then, bong, that just became the title of the album. I wonder this, you know, in the hip-hop world, I mean, it's the game that kind of changed, you know? It's like uh, there's a lot of commercial stuff, you know, a little foo-foo song sometimes. <laughs> how, how, do, how, do you, how do you maintain what you do, the message that you send across, you know, life is good. That's 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 real stuff. That's to the heart. Mm-hmm. That's where you're at. Mm-hmm. How, how, how do you how do you continue to sell records? Basically, to be honest, with how things are, man. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, because it's hard. It's it's a crazy business. Um, but everything is crazy. Everything. I mean, what you do, what you've been doing is 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 you've been putting it down for years, and that's amazing that you've been able to do that too. Not everybody gets to where you got, and um. I just feel like I watched a lot of artists come before me, not just hip-hop artists, a lot of artists in general, and I saw some of them become, uh, hit a place where they were lost, and they tried to stay young, and they tried to stay with the contemporary thing, and they tried to, and it just looked real bad. And I thought it'd be like, I got fans and people who listen to me that's been listening to me for years, so why not cater to them? Because if I don't, then who will? So I, I, I like who I am, I'm comfortable in my skin, and I just do me. I noticed uh, Amy Winehouse. Obviously, it's one of the big hits uh, on on your new album. What what was the relationship with you and Amy, and how you got uh, obviously before she passed? What, what's the the situation with that? We had a mutual friend, a producer named Salam Remy, and he uh, he always talked to her about me and talked to me about her, and we shared the same birthday, which is coming up September fourteenth. Happy birthday, Amy Winehouse. And, um, you know, we met through him and, and, uh, we talked about working and we just, we just hit it. We just great, great brother, sister kind of relationship. And, you know, she's just gone too soon, man. Way too soon. And is that part of the reason why the album's called Life is Good? Yeah, because, you know, even, even in tragedy, even in, you know, on the album cover, I'm holding my ex-wife's wedding dress, part of her wedding dress on there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, there's wins and there's losses. I also have a champagne glass in my hand. So there's good and bad and, and everything. So at the end of the day, the fact that we're given the opportunity to be here, let's not take it for granted. That's interesting. Your, your ex-wife's <laughs> yeah. wedding dress. Yeah, man, I know. <laughs> you, 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 you're able to get your hands on it? I mean... Well, yeah, it's it was actually, it's a part of her wedding dress, not the entire wedding dress, but okay. she... She left that a part that part right there in mm-hmm. um, in the house when they moved the stuff out, and mm-hmm. so I felt like you know, you know, just 
part of the whole it equation. Fits. It fits. It fits. Yeah. How about um, it, through all your years, man, of working with different artists and stuff, favorite artists to work like the the best experience you had working with this artist, who would that be? Wow. Um, it's there's way too many. Um, wow. Well, B.I.G., Notorious B.I.G., um, we didn't get a chance to work. We we sat in the studio, put ideas together on more than one occasion, but we never got a chance to do it. But that experience, just watching him and watching how he worked, that was great. Yeah, yeah he had a – because, I mean, if if I had to choose, you ask you the same question. Yeah, you know I, I, get, like, I, I mean, get – but listen, how could Rich, you Rich choose, here's you know, the thing. I mean, look, look, I, I grew up on, the, on, the, on his music. I respect his work, love his work. I get asked these questions all the time by right. people who are the same. So guess what? You, you know you what you do. Right. I, I want to see, like, how, I, not only am I enjoying his answer, but I'm learning how to answer the question as well. I'm always studying, Rich. I'm, you know, I'm, well, so that would be interesting if I ask you who you enjoyed playing with the most, and you said Notorious B.I.G. That would be very— <laughs> It could be. That, that should be your answer. I mean— You'd stop people on their tracks if you gave the same answer. You never know. You never know. I mean, yeah, I, 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 mean I, 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 I call Notorious call Biggs, you know, so— That's right. He could be— that, Right. That's a, Kurt Warner. That could have been your nickname exactly. for Kurt Warner. Exactly. You never know. You never know. <laughs> So in terms of being a giant fan, I mean, do you do you watch football on Sundays every now and then? What do you what's your what's your scenario watching he, the games? Yeah, see my brother, he's a he's a bigger sports fan. He is the biggest sports fan I know. In the family. In the what's world. In the world. Yeah. Let's give him a shout out. What's his name? Shout out to Jungle. Jungle, what up? <laughs> Jabari Jones is his name. Okay. You know, but everybody knows him as Jungle. But when we're when we're together, we're hanging out. That's all that's on television. It's just sun up, sundown, sports. sports. Period. Everything. Because you do realize that everybody who plays sports for a living, essentially, would like to do. Oh yeah. What you do for a living is that news to you? No, that's not news. That's not- Oh yeah, no. Never. Am I not? I'm not wrong. Correct. No, no, that's the truth, man. I mean, that's you know, that's that's a gift, man. Uh, to I mean, we we all have ideas and we all think that we can do it, but to put stuff on 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 paper and then able to record record it and 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 move people mm-hmm. and make people mm-hmm. feel. I mean, that's a, that's a you know, like I understand when people tell me, "Oh my God, you that run you made." Yeah, okay, that's the. But this is this is different. I mean, it, it not only moves you, you know, spiritually you feel it in those lyrics. They stick with you, mm-hmm. and and they play in your head time after time. The minute you said, "Hey, we have Nas," and I mean, I started hearing Ether right there, like right there, you know, because it, it was right like right on the spot. It's, those are just things that happen, and and the guys guys that work here, Nas is here. Oh my God, I I got this album, I got that album, and that's what we start doing because. You know, it it brings you back those albums, that music. It brings you back in time to where you were, and it's it's just amazing the things that you feel when you do, when that happens. Well, what happened? Well, what, what do you think when you hear something like that? I never get used to it. It's it's amazing. Like I'm like me. You talking about me over here? Mm-hmm. He's saying he likes me. That's that's amazing. To How me. did you first get into this game? Um. Well, probably like you and you guys, just growing up being a fan of music and Run DMC when I saw them and um, I, and the radios back in the days when everybody had the big boombox radios and I see all the older guys playing Run DMC and MC Shan and Marley Mall and their radios and I just the music just spoke to me like nothing else. And then how did you? Oh well, then I started imitating 
those guys. I started. So Run DMC was that? That's who, that's who it was for you. Definitely Run DMC, MC Sham, Molly Mall. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you, but imitating them and then actually getting to cut a record. Are imitating two different, them, well, two different stories, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, I I couldn't um I couldn't foresee it happening when I was a kid. I, I never saw it happening. And um, be careful what you ask for, because then you'll get it. And then what do you do then mm-hmm. is the real test. You know what I mean? So um, I've been dealing with that test for a couple of years now. I've been passing mostly. Mostly I've been getting A's and B's, some C's and D's and the F's here and there. But that's life. Right. Mm-hmm. And But I'm just asking your big break. So many people are going to be listening break. to this right now having the same thing as you, where they're listening to you, they're imitating you. Mm-hmm. They want to be as successful as you have been. How did you finally well, get that break? My break came when um, I decided that um, I wanted to start looking for a record deal, start meeting with record companies, and I met one person and another person and another person. It happened in 1992 with Columbia Records, an A&R woman named Faith Newman, shout out to Faith, was looking for me, and um, I was looking for Columbia Records, and we just got together. I think today is with the Internet, people have a lot it's a lot easier to get exposure and to be found than it was back then. Mm-hmm. But for me, it happened the old school way. Just going up to record companies, you know, and looking, looking you for had that deal. Hustle. Had to hustle. Back in the day, it was, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a hustle. Yeah. I mean, you had to, you had to sell your own stuff. You had to, have, yeah. you had to pop the trunk and, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it, it was a hustle back yeah. in the day. You, you didn't just put something on YouTube and, yeah. and somebody calls somebody and say, Hey, uh, uh, plug this name in. Look at mm-hmm. this kid. It's, it was, it was totally different. Your style. And, and, and I, I might have to correct myself. Slick Rick story told too. He was yeah. probably, uh, other than that, there weren't really many storytellers like that. And that's what you uh, kind of got. But now that's kind of like the metaphors, how you say things that mean other things mm-hmm. and how those things find their way on the, on the radio and if you're in hip hop and you have an ear to hip hop, you know what it means to you. But the FCC listened to it and it's like, oh, that's cool. Put that on. That's wow. fine. Wow. I mean, I, all, do, do you do you look at that and say, man, I, uh, do you even think like I I have a hand and I had a hand in that? Is I mean, like I never get over it. I do. I look at it and I'm like, you know, this is um, I've been around for a long time, long time. And I've seen a lot of things change and I've been a part of a lot of those changes and I can see my influence in a lot of people and and a lot of the, a lot of the rap game and it's just I sit back and I'm just really humbled by it all. Yeah. Who, who would you like to work with that you have not worked with? Hmm. That I have not worked with. Before you answer, I am available. Oh. Just so you know. All right. Okay. I'll get you. talking about you going in the rap game? You yeah. Going, you yeah. Going, no, no. Yeah. I'm okay. just, oh, yeah. Okay. Please, never, we've never worked together. We have never we have never worked together. And I think, I think I think one thing, and because we have worked together, Many one time. word that he would use is collaborative. Yes. Right? No I doubt. collaborate. No doubt. I, collab- I take... It's called collab. Although we're on your oh, podcast. Collab. Yeah. We're going to do a hip hop. It's called collab. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm collab. Yeah. Um, I'm also available. So I'm just... No pressure. No before pressure. you, But please answer the question how you perhaps would have before being <laughs> armed with this information. Okay. No, please feel because free. Because I would work with... I want to work with Rich. Thank ladies you. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I do. But 
uh, before I knew that. NFL, <laughs> the NFL Network won't let him. Wait, they won't let me out? No. Could you? What do you think? What do you think? RG one. What do you think the commissioner would say if I would? No. I, he'd he he put. I don't know. But you, you know what? You, maybe that. you could do it. But I mean, you it, it would have to be like 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 PG. You know, it would have to be like nothing like that. You know, mm-hmm. it just have to be straight up, straight up words. Right. You, know, you couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Clean. Right. Yeah, like Walmart, selling Walmart. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, what up, baby? What's the deal? How you, Nah, it's the nasty. Yes, <laughs> yes, Mr. I'm Sapp. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you were in the booth. That's right. And you ain't uh, to tell me. You wrong. <laughs> what do you mean? I need a new album. What happened? I got you. What hey. happened? No. What did, he did not say? I mean, there you go. You can Hold on, that. wait, wait. Sapp, that's Whose podcast is it? What? Rich Eisen's podcast. Right. <laughs> well, how was I supposed to tell you? You're supposed to tell me not. You know how we do the rap on Sunday morning. Who podcast is it? You got a podcast? Yes, I do. And oh. Nas was just explaining how he's never oh, worked man. with me I just before. Asked Nas, Warren Sapp. Who would he like to work with that he have not worked with? And Rich plugged himself in there. Yeah. You got 16 balls, Rich? Oh, I've got I've got more than At that. At least, right? <laughs> <laughs> You look around like, what is 16 miles? And now you got 24. I have more than that. Oh, okay. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. What were you saying before? Uh, I don't How do you know. know Sap? How do you know Sap? I, I met him somewhere. Everybody knows Sap. Yeah, like, I, I, mean, I met him around. You if, know what if, I mean? you, if, if you're in the loop, you know Sap. I'm telling you. Yeah. If you are in the loop, if right. you're somebody. Yeah. I had only one. Here we go. I'll tell this story. Okay, here we go. Uh-oh. I'm in get, New York. Hold on. Here's a camera. Hold on. Come on. Here you go. Really? Get underneath. Get underneath. You know fine. Listen, yeah, yeah. we in New York, and you know, Jay and the boys, we hanging out. My man come through. I'm like, man, that's nice. You know, I got Golden Holler at my dog. You know, I love that music. You know, and then he got one song that starts off with the QB. That's my theme song. <laughs> you know, you were for Queen Bridge. Yeah. So I give him my email address. Mm-hmm. So the first time I hit him, it says QB Killer, QB right? He's like, who is this? You know, like Queen Bridge Killer. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, every time I hit one, they're like, yo, who is this? I'm like, yo, man, come down, man. It's quarterback. You ain't got nothing to do with Queen Bridge, right? <laughs> That's, that's crazy, story. yes. That's the yes, story. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. He has the same email address, too. Wow, Still. really? Yeah. We didn't Still. give out the, the, the rest of it, but yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's the one and only. Yes. So it stopped Shout out tracks. to my man. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> of course. It really did. Of course, oh. somebody talking about killing your hood. Yeah. Killing QB. Yeah, right. Yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> but that was my man, so. Yeah. So would you you could work with Warren. I mean, you never. Yeah. But in terms of, I guess, I guess. Actual musicians yeah, is yeah. where you were going with yeah. that question, right? Actual musicians, man. I'm a big Stevie Wonder fan, Anita Baker, Prince. Those are the guys, the true school guys. Um, um, rap music, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan, but I, I stay away. I'm a fan from afar, and I just watch everybody else, and I just love what they do. And sometimes I like this guy, that guy, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Did you ever want to? Do this? Try nah, I never wrote anything down. Nah, nothing. nah I, I, I was, I knew I was limited. I was better at, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was better at, 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 at learning their raps. You know, saying, you know, I was better at that. I, mm-hmm. You know, I no, I just, I knew it wasn't for me. You knew that ball carrying was a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I was good at. I knew what I was good at early. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, there's a, you got to put work in, man. In the music game, you got to put work in. I mean, it's, it's so. I'm, I'm sure, just like when I grew up. There's 10 guys that I grew up that was playing football. Like, he grew up with 10 other guys that was just like him. Right. Maybe even had, maybe, maybe, maybe spit better, maybe right. wrote better, mm-hmm. but they just didn't make the right moves. I mean, 
everything has to line up, and it's it's hard in the music game, man. man. Football, I can't imagine it. My my career in football, my my um my love for football, playing it actually was ended real short. I must have been about. 13, 14, around my neighborhood, and there's this dude named Mo Rooney. He lived in my building, and somebody threw me a, threw me the ball. I jump up in the air, got it, and the air. I'm feeling like the man. I caught the ball. I know I'm going to land and run to the touchdown, and I didn't hit the ground. My man, Mo Rooney came and caught me in my ribs, tackled me like in the air, caught me in my ribs. And and that ended my my football career. And then and, and so imagine Rooney, it's like the Mo Lewis. Rooney, yeah, <laughs> it's like the Mo Lewis. <laughs> Mo Rooney created Nas. Created Mo Lewis Nas. created Tom Brady. <laughs> Mo Rooney That's created Nas. That's two different yeah. Mo's. Sort of the same story. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yes. Yeah, for real. Shout out to Mo Rooney. Wherever you at. Thank you, Mo Rooney. You tried to kill me that day. I let you. I let you slide with that. You know you're gonna get a call from Mo. I need some royalties, homie. I need some royalties, homie. It's all on that. Who is the best rapper you in the in the NFL that you played with? Was there somebody that was really good that said you, that you thought actually had some chops? I, I, it's not. It's not that you have chops. I mean, there's guys whom whom. Obviously, they write stuff and they and they and they say stuff and might even be able to freestyle. Right. But I just think as a you know, it, there's a lot of rappers to be an artist and put. There's there's a huge difference. I mean, I know guys that can rap, but to be an artist, mm-hmm. you know, that's record after record after record. You keep making songs. You keep coming up with ideas. Mm-hmm. That's an artist. There's, there's not many. If, if you're an artist, you're not gonna you're not gonna play football. You're not playing the. NFL. No, you're not playing. Not when you're an artist, you. You have to spend just as much time in the studio right. as we do working on becoming great. They just, you can't do them both. It's not possible. Well, Nas, uh, if Sap didn't steal the copy of uh, your CD, <laughs> I'd hold it up again. Hey, bring in another copy of the CD. Because Sap, sticky fingered, five finger discounted sticky one. Sticky finger Sap. Sticky five finger discounted one. <laughs> See, let me hold it up one more time. Let's get it in here. Thank you. Thank you, Ollie. Here we go. Holding it up to the camera right now. There we go. Uh, the new album, Life is Good, again, in stores now. Tenth career uh, album, sixth ten. to go number one. That's, ten. by the way, that's batting six for ten, which will get you in any Hall of Fame, baseball or regardless. Six to go number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Nas, also Listen, follow him on Twitter, at Nas. That's real, man. For real. Ten? Thanks, thanks for coming on. Thank you, man. You thanks bet. for having me. You bet. Marsh. Pleasure, Appreciate man. Appreciate you, man. Pleasure. Appreciate you. Right here on the Rich Eisen Podcast. So we're going to keep up the greatest show on turf, I guess, uh, role that we're on right now with Marshall having uh, just chatted with Nas, Warren Sapp. That was fun with him uh, crashing. Chris Law, that was fun having him in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was that, good. That was good stuff. The, the Queensbridge QB killer comment. Was... That was an instant classic. <laughs> it was the, great. The laugh you're hearing now belongs to Kurt Warner, the uh, Super Bowl MVP of that greatest show on turf team. Good to have you here, Kurt. Always good to be on the podcast. And one of the many reasons why I believe you are going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I, 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 All players roll their eyes at me when I, when I say that to them because they're not yet in, and, and I know it's hubris to even think about that sort of stuff is not just because of what you did in St. Louis, but the fact that you took the Arizona Cardinals to the Super Bowl with an organization that needed a culture change. You came in, everybody thought you essentially were done, and you went to Arizona, and now they are in a position 
where they want you back <laughs> in the worst well, possible way. They're not way getting right me now. back. They're not getting me back. That I, is not happening. I gave right? them everything I had, and now it's time to hang with you on the podcast and talk about them. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness, because we, we, were, we were racking our brains. Who could help us uh, with our NFC West uh, analysis, our, our NFC West division breakdown, because we've been doing every single division, and your name came up, and you are here to do uh, the uh, NFL game day well, I can't guess call it morning, even though it is our game day morning uh, uh, pregame show for yep. the for the kickoff. And part of the reason why you are not wearing your headset on the top of your <laughs> head, you're wearing it in the back of your head right now, is because... Because i got to go on air. See, some of us that have hair, <laughs> we have to worry about that when we put on headsets, and then we oh got to go gosh. be on television. So I could redo the hair, but I just didn't want to bother. So now I'm going to wear it down. With and me, you, I don't you, have you to got, worry You've got no about issues, this. right. You pop that thing off, you can jump right on air. There's no, no issues. Pop what thing off? This is not a toupee. No, no. No, I said pop your headphones oh, off. Okay. Your headphones off. No, I mean, no, no. You know, this is my real this <laughs> If is my that real was hair. a toupee, that's the worst toupee <laughs> I've ever seen. You're supposed to have toupees with hair, it's not actually, without. It's, but, I told this to Varen Andrews last week. I told her, these are my extensions. Yes. Oh. These are my extensions. Wow. This is it. That that is it, man. You shouldn't even go with the extensions, man. Oh, man, can can we ask Kurt what he what he thought when uh, when Larry Larry's comments came out about um, you know the um, the ex girlfriend the ex girlfriend comments? And- <laughs> I I had to get a good chuckle out of that. I think like most people got a lot of hits on Twitter. Uh, about you know the article for those that that don't know, um, they asked Larry, does he think about the time when I was there and playing and having him back? And he just said, you know, it's like being married and sitting in bed with your wife and thinking about your old girlfriend. Oh, so he says he can't even gosh. he can't even go there. So definitely got a good chuckle out of that. But uh, but I'm glad you know it's time as we just mentioned. I'm not coming back. You're not time for them to move on and uh, you know and go forward and. You know, it looks like now they've made a quarterback decision finally, and uh, they're going to try to well, move they're forward. They're going with Skelton. They're going with Skelton. Yeah. And that, I mean that that's a that I mean you could say a picture's worth a thousand words. The yeah. picture of John of John of of John Skelton being under center for this game against the Seattle Seahawks. That's more than a thousand words. Well, I think it, it may is. be what a sixty million dollar contract. <laughs> exactly. That's how many you know, words that is, right? I mean, when you think about what's happened over the last two years and going out, and you know, this organization that has been, you know, kind of one of those organizations that's afraid to go out and make those big free agent splashes, and so finally they go and do that last year with Kevin Cobb, make the big splash, go out and get the guy that everybody thinks has the great potential to be the future of the organization, and now here we are, uh, you know, just a year later, and they've decided to go with the young guy. What was What is the deal with Cobb? Because you heard how... Um uh, who was it uh, on the on the the uh, Raiders? Was it Kelly on the Raiders? Yeah. T- who said that he yeah. was scared, and that you take a look that he might be tentative about making a mistake. Mm-hmm. And there are others opponents that believe he's just scared of being hit in combat. Right. You know, got his dander up about that. Yeah. yeah. What is it about Kevin? Well, Cobb? I don't know if you can ever uh, question someone's toughness. You know, I don't think you can come out and say, "Well, he's afraid to get hit." But what I think it is is that he's uncomfortable with the situation that he's in, meaning that. A, he's uncomfortable with the offense where he's not understanding where he's supposed to go. Um, you know, he's not clear and concise with seeing things and getting the ball out of his hands. So he's looking for an opportunity to get out of the pocket because when you get out of the pocket, all reads break down at that point, Rich. It's really just about I'm going to get to outside the pocket. If I see somebody open, I throw it to that guy or I run the ball. And that's kind of where his comfort zone has been over the last couple of years because I think he's uncomfortable with the offense. 
And then you have the other side where when you're uncomfortable with the offense, sometimes the game goes 100 miles an hour. And so it's like a big blur. So he has no idea what he's seeing. And so, again, you try to move out of the pocket because inside the pocket it just looks like a jumbled mess and you're just waiting to get hit. And so I'm not sure which of those two things it is, if it's the offense not comfortable with that or if the speed of the game is just too fast for him. But I believe one of those two things is happening. And so in the pocket, you know, not scared to get hit necessarily, but looking for an opportunity to get out of the pocket because that's where he feels more comfortable. Well, Skelton did win three quarters of his games, though, in the last half of last year. What? So they did play better with him last year. Right. A lot of people are seeing him taking the job from Cobb where where the Cardinals hit the reset button saying, all right, let's just throw last year out. Right. We did make a big trade for you. <laughs> we did give you this big contract. Yeah. Let's let's throw you out. It's going to be a competition. Let's throw you out there. And he – he he lost he lost in the preseason even though Skelton didn't really look like Tom right. Brady you know so well I think the idea was to throw out last year so you could have a clean slate and go okay right. now somebody go win it in preseason but what I believed happened was nobody won it in preseason uh, neither one of these guys were impressive neither one of these guys went out and played the way that you want a starting quarterback to play and I think because of that. You had to look back to last year. And I think the only decision that Coach Wisenhunt and the Cardinals could make was, like you said, this guy, when he played last year, won games for us. It wasn't always pretty. He wasn't very consistent through a lot of those games. But when the games were on the line and we needed a guy to make plays, he made plays for us. And as much as I think they wanted that guy to be Kevin Cobb and they wanted him to show himself or show some reason to start him, I just don't think he ever got to that point. And I think at the end of the day, they had to turn around and go, okay, who can we lay out here for our team and go, who can we rally around? And I think at this point, unfortunately, Kevin Cobb, they couldn't rally around him because there was no there was no resume for them with the Arizona Cardinals. And John Skelton, even though it's limited, had a bit of a resume that guys could rally around. So what's this offense going to look like? I mean, what what can you tell us? About yeah, the Cardinals' 2012 offense with Skelton. You know, controls. I believe it's it's going to struggle a little bit. You know, I think the one thing that I see with John is that he's just not real consistent and not real accurate. The one thing that I believe they will have is they'll have the big play capabilities. He's got the big arm. He'll take some chances to Larry Fitzgerald, which is something that Kevin Cobb didn't do. And one of the reasons they won the games that they won last year is that he didn't play great football, but he made three or four plays in the games usually down the field to Larry Fitzgerald, that were able to, t- to decide the game in the fourth quarter for his team. And I think that's what this offense is going to be. It's going to kind of be more of an all or nothing. You know, he'll handle himself in the pocket. He'll take some hits, take some shots down the field. If Larry can make those plays like we know he can most of the time, I think you'll see some points out of this offense. But I believe they'll struggle, you know, series in and series out to be consistent. I'm going to give you a name of two guys who I think could be the answer here in terms of putting points on the board. Okay. Ryan Williams. I like yes. him a lot. Just the way he runs. He runs angry mm-hmm. and he runs fat. He yes. runs hard, fast. You're right. Like he hits the hole. Yeah. He sees the field. He delivers a wallop to yep. the guy who's trying to tackle him. I think he's going to win that job from Beanie Wells at one point. Uh, I think I he really will too. believe that. You know, talking to people in the camp, they say that they've never had a change of pace guy. You know, like Ryan Williams, there. You know, a guy that can you know stop good. on a dime. He can cut. He's explosive. And they even said that last year they thought that he would push Beanie last year before you know he he hurt his knee. And so I believe he's going to be dynamic. But again, I think a lot of it's going to fall down to that offensive line. 
it's another kind of makeshift off makeshift offensive line. Levi Brown going down. You're trying to figure out who your tackles are going to be. Um, and you know, if you don't have a strong offensive line, you're not going to be able to run right. the football. And so, as good as he is, and as dynamic as I think those two guys could be in the backfield, I think they're going to struggle up front. And I think that's going to dictate what they can and cannot do. And so, I don't think they're going to be able to just turn around and hand it off and rely on that. And then the big playability of, of a John Skelton and a Larry Fitzgerald. I think they're going to have to throw the ball more, and that's why I think they struggle. And here's the other name, Patrick Peterson. Maybe he gets. He put some points on the board in the other two phases. You know, I mean, you can't I don't think count on that. I know you that. can't count on that. Yeah, but he is the real deal. I think that's official. I don't think no there's anybody who would discount that. And there's only Dion said he thinks he could wind up being better than him, which is wow. Yes. And Dion like said that? Dion and did. Dion I don't know if he that. said that on TV. Okay. All right. I might he have just been telling Dion's out of school. He told you in the office. He thinks wow. what he can do on the defense. And then, of course, to do that, though, Patrick's going to have to play some offense at some point. Because as Dion likes yeah. to tell you, he's the only guy in NFL history who played <laughs> all three downs, then returned on fourth down, came back on first down again. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's I Dion. Know. But yes. Patrick Peterson, in all seriousness, if he can do what he can do defense get some points on the board special teams put some points on the right. board that just takes the pressure off yeah. the other side well and i think even if he doesn't put the points on the board special team wise to flip the field for that offense so that yes. offense doesn't have to go 80 yards to, to score points that he can flip it and give them you know two first downs and we're in field goal range and that is i, I definitely think the dynamic that they're going to have to count on is get him back there and allow him to make some plays, flip the field for them, get some confidence moving forward for that offense, because I do. I think they're going to struggle if you ask them to drive the length of the field four or five times a game to get points. And uh, as as we all expected, uh, the Arizona Seahawks' first game, which is a huge game in the division, is John Skelton against Russell Wilson. <laughs> we all, that, as scripted, yeah, we yeah, all we, saw that we one coming. We all knew that was coming, exactly. Uh, what is Russell Wilson thinking right now? For Seattle, do you think, as he's getting ready? We're going to chat with him later on this week yeah. on the podcast. He's going to be part of the, the Thursday night special, 10 Eastern. What do you think he's thinking right now? You know, I'm sure there's lots of nerves. You know, anytime you're a rookie, uh, you know, coming in your first game, um, you're going to be nervous. But I would have to think that if I'm a young quarterback, I'm at least looking over to the other side of the ball or, or to the other offense that I'm going to be playing against and going, okay, the one good thing is that I believe they're unsettled on offense. And so that gives me a better chance. I'm not going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers or, or the New England Patriots or the you know San Francisco 49ers. I'm going up against a team that's struggling to find their identity. And so I think he's going to gain confidence in that. But the one thing that I've been impressed with this young kid is he's got a great deal of confidence in who he is and being able to manage the guys around him. You know, We saw it at the collegiate level with a couple different teams. We've heard about it uh, in the Seattle camp. And so... It's a confident young man. I think he's going to have a very, very good season. But, um, you know, the defense with the Cardinals is good. But I think it's a it's a good matchup for week one. I think he's a fantasy darling uh, sleeper right You're right. Now. I think you're right. He could, he could, you know, get those two touchdown passes, one running. Exactly. And just really hit some people in the mouth fantasy-wise. The question is, in reality, will he be able to do it with Sidney Rice and the rest of that, uh, right. the, you know, uh, the uh, the wide receiver core where T.O. was there for a cup of coffee. Uh, Braylon Edwards, <laughs> Edwards sticking. Yep. Golden Tate's missing the first two weeks. Marshawn Lynch, we are all waiting to see if there's going to be a ruling from mm-hmm. New York City that might sideline him. Right. 
But offensively, if Russell Wilson can provide some dynamism, right, that could be a difference maker for Seattle as well. I agree, and I believe that's why he got the job is because dynamism, I guess as you put it, that yes. he's got the ability with his legs or with his arm to really push the envelope and to get big plays for you. And I'm excited about their defense. You know, their defense has a lot of great playmakers so on the back end that I think they're going to get some turnovers and make it easier. Again, give them a short field. And so, you know, I like the dynamics there. You know, I like what Russell Wilson brings to the table because I think he is going to give you some explosive plays every game. And if that defense lives up to the hype and can create some turnovers, I like these guys' chances. I don't know if they're going to be able to push the 49ers for the West title, but I believe they're going to be right there behind them. And uh, if they get a couple breaks and, and the 49ers lose a couple close ones, they could be in the mix. Yeah, you could say they have the best secondary in the NFL. Uh, yes. You could really make that case. You know, yes. there's obviously arguments to be made in many parts. Um, and if Bruce Irvin can rush the passer <laughs> in the manner in which exactly. they expect or hope him to, where they went and shocked the world and drafted him where right. they did, if he can do that and Russell Wilson can do his deal, right. I mean, Seattle could be one of those teams. Right. Well, I yeah, mean, I mean, you think about Marshawn Lynch comes back. If he can do what he did last year, right. you know, Sidney Rice and his big playability, and, and Braylon Edwards, if he can get back so to form, those two big guys, and, right. and Baldwin, I, I love him as a young receiver. Too. So, I mean, I just, they've got a lot of pieces, but like you said, there's also still a lot of question marks with what's actually going to play out. How is this going to look when they actually show up on Sunday? But, but I do. I believe the potential's there. Let's hit the Rams now so we don't make it – it doesn't seem like they're an afterthought by getting to the 49ers here. Right. What, what do you see about your initial former team and what's going on there? They, they have the culture change with Jeff Fisher. Right. Isn't that amazing, the, the, uh, the coach that you right. beat by a yard? Yes. And Marshall tells me uh, that, that that picture – Oh. Of of uh, of the Titans coming up a yep. yard short is in the the meeting room, correct? It the used to be, anyways. I haven't, I haven't think, been there lately, think, so I'm yeah. not sure right. if it's still there. I wouldn't Kevin be surprised. Dyson? Kevin if, Dyson, you know, going if, for the being one yard shy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Coach well, Fisher took that down. But uh, in that, that prominent is, spot, but, but that is a, a an interesting amazing? dynamic. But I think Coach Fisher is going to be great for that young football team. The the question is how soon. Can he turn it around? And, uh, you know, I love Sam Bradford. I think he's got great potential. But they've got to fix their offensive line. You know, they've traded the Wayne guy that they – Hunter. They yeah. Got Wayne I mean, Hunter. The Jets basically – that was trash for tra- – Exactly. Other, maybe, it was, maybe it's someone else's treasure type trade. You got to hope. And then, right. and then you got to look on the outside is that, you know, their one dynamic player in Brandon Lloyd last year obviously was with the Patriots now. So mm-hmm. – Who's going to be the guy that's going to step up on the outside? You know, Steven Jackson's been a guy that's carried that team for a number of years, but how many more years can he carry the load uh, without getting some big-time playmakers on the outside? You know, they make a couple nice moves on defense, um, but is it going to be enough? And and I still think they're going to probably be, you know, last in the division, uh, but I think they're going to improve a little bit this year in hopes that Coach Fisher can add more pieces in the future because – Sam Bradford can't do it on his own. Even though I like him a lot, they need to get more weapons around him if they're going to be you know, a player in this division or, or in the league. You're already hearing that Bradford may need surgery on his ankle once the season's over and the season hasn't started I know. yet. Yeah, it's, you hear that? And then Brockers, their first-round choice, has the dreaded injury, high yeah. ankle sprain right in the last preseason game. Right. Talk about taking it in the shorts right there. <laughs> exactly. But they hasn't did, that been kind of the M.O. of the organization over oh, the last four or five man. years? It just seems everything seems to go against them and uh, – 
you know, when they can start turning the tables a little bit, I think they have a chance for success. But I think it's going to take a while. They got the Lions in Detroit to open the season, yeah, too. Not the way that you want to do it. But either. they got Cortland Finnegan. I mean, he may need a step ladder to try and cover Calvin Johnson with <laughs> Everybody needs a step ladder to does, try to you know care, I mean? cover him. Yes. He's so incredible. But they got Finnegan, and maybe Chris Long can improve. But you still believe that they're, they're, they're I, I, bringing I do. up the rear? I still believe there's too many questions on both sides of the mm-hmm. ball. I think even with Arizona, you've got a defense that you can kind of hang your hat on. You have Larry Fitzgerald. So at least there's a few pieces there that I think will, you know, put them up into the number three spot. Um, but, yeah, I just I don't see them making great leaps this year because I still think they're missing playmakers on both sides of the ball. And now let's get to the 49ers. They are my team to win the NFC this year. Okay. All I'm right. going with them. Uh, I know that sounds like a Vogue pick, um, but I saw what they did last year. Mm-hmm. I believe in Jim Harbaugh keeping the fires burning. Yeah. Uh, every hole that they had on the offense last year, they essentially addressed or tried to address. By right. addressing, Brandon Jacobs is going to hit you in the mouth, and mm-hmm. that compliments Frank Gore. They went yep. ahead and got the change of pace in LaMichael James, yep. the kid out of Oregon. is very dynamic, using that word as well. <laughs> Randy Moss, we need to see what he's got, but if you want a field stretcher, he's that guy. I yep. mean, he's the ultimate throw your hand up and go, right. go throw it to him. Uh, Mario Manningham can help yeah. move the chains. I mean, he is a major receiver, as we saw, can make a major yeah. big-time play in the most important game of the year. At quarterback, they 100% kicked the tires on Peyton Manning, did more than that. <laughs> I know they, they said they yeah. evaluated the position and all of that. So it does come all down Alex Smith. Right. Yes, right? Yeah. There's no question I about believe that. it does because I, I think it, more than anything you know, it, this business and winning championships – comes down to the quarterback position that you don't win championships in the NFL without having that guy outside of a you know a strange situation where you've got you know a shutdown defense and a great all those things they're so good yeah they're so and, good. And, well, and that's the thing in the red zone too they especially have, they're so they good. have a, a great defense but I do I believe it's going to come down to big playability by Alex Smith I believe Alex is going to be solid I believe he's going to the dreaded manage the game very well. Oh, don't tell Jim no, Harbaugh I'm that. I'm not saying he's just a manager, but I think he's going to manage it well. Can he get the big plays? Because when you look at the NFC, you got the Packers, you have the Saints, you have the Giants, you have the Eagles, you have these teams that have this huge big play ability. And I believe that to make a full run to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, you have to have the ability to change the complexion of a game on one play. And that's where I believe the 49ers were missing it last year. And as close as they were, very easily could have been in the Super Bowl. But they didn't have that change of pace, change of game type guy, and specifically at the quarterback position, to set them apart. They've got all the other pieces. If Alex Smith can become that guy with the Randy Mosses and with the Mario Manningham. Davis. I mean. Who may be as close to that, that big explosive oh, player that they had No last question. Year. If he can become that kind of quarterback that can manage the game but also give you that dynamic big play once, twice a game, I'm fully with you. I believe this team has all the pieces to become a championship-type team. But if he's the same Alex Smith as last year, and as good as he was last year, I believe they're still going to fall short if they can't get the ball and stretch it, throwing it up to Randy Moss, or finding ways to create big plays, uh, which they were limited in last year. Well, week one is a potential point-for-point situation for them. 
in a matter of days, they'll be in Lambeau Field kicking off the exactly. game against the regular season champs of last year. I know a few people ever referred to that, but they, <laughs> they did win 15 games last right. year in Green Bay. Defensively, they had some issues in Green Bay. So if, if San Francisco wants to prove – just lay notice on everybody, You're right? Exactly right. I mean, this what, is, this would be what huge. a great opportunity because you know it's going to, you know, 49ers aren't going to give up anything in the run game. They're going to shut down the run. So now it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and his crew throwing the ball all over the field. And just like we saw when the Saints played the 49ers last year, Alex Smith and that crew came up big in that game, being able to attack down the field. Mm-hmm. Will he be able to do it week one against Aaron Rodgers? It, it's a true test. And like Fun. you said, it'll be. Great foreshadowing for what may come later in the playoffs. And the team that the uh, Rams open up against the Lions go visit San Francisco for the Sunday night game of Week 2 in the Handshake Bowl uh, where those two teams reunite. We're going to see how good these offenses are and how good that defense is. It's returning all its starters. It's going to be fun. Is Crabtree a bust if he doesn't do something this year? Oh, that's a harsh word. Yeah, I don't think a bust. You know, I I think you're right. I don't know if he's lived quite up to the expectation, but, I mean, he still pulled in about 70 receptions last year. I just, you know, he's one of those guys that gets drafted high, but maybe he's not the dynamic playmaker he was in college at the pro level. I still think he's a solid, you know, receiver. I think he's going to be a great complement to the other guys they have. I just don't know if he's going to be the dynamic number one guy, that change of pace guy that they were hoping. Think about a top ten wide receiver pick, though, right? How yeah. few of them hit. Exactly. Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald are two that leap to mind right, right. now. Uh, but then remember Troy Williamson was taken oh, yeah. by the Vikings yeah. in the top ten. Uh, who's the kid? Uh, Reggie Williams for for the Jaguars. Remember yep. that? Yeah. Um, you could just Jaguars go had a couple guys that they took real high. Right. But, it's so tough for right. a receiver to just come in from college. Yeah. And crush it. So I'm I'm not ready to to sell. No, I, to I don't. Sell and again, free. I don't think he's a bust. Let's see. This I just year. don't think he's lived up to They're that sad. hype. But it's like you said, it's very difficult to do to live up to the hype when you're picked top five guy at that position they right. expect you to come in and be calvin johnson or larry fitzgerald and there's just only a few of those guys not, not many of them yeah. so to wrap up san francisco wins the division i believe so yes you believe so yes. Uh, like last year where they almost lapped the field or it's gonna be closer uh, i think it'll be a little bit closer but i do think they'll i think they'll win it by at least three games how big is that i believe it's week six thursday night football kickoff seattle at san francisco <laughs> that's wow. a good one yes that's gonna be a really and good that'll one. be a great test for the Harbaugh young kid in seattle and carol, carol? you yes. know they have a history Russell Wilson going to be out there. Against that defense. It's going to be fun. 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 Fun for sure. Uh, In just five more minutes, let's get another guy in here for whom uh, it doesn't matter that the headset goes on the top of his head. Okay. Uh, Chris Brockman. The more guys you can find like that, the better. Because because turn on one of these things. Let me know which mic he's on. I want want, five more minutes. I want Kurt to uh, hear on guest number two, Chris Brockman. Even though you're not really a guest, this is your home. This is my home. But do I you have do you two. have the contest picks? I, I want do. Kurt Warner Absolutely. to, to evaluate what, what we are doing. I want you to evaluate as we okay. wrap up this show. Uh, we are having all of our listeners tweet in at the Eisen Podcast, and if you care to, uh, uh, I can tweet too. Well, the well the winner gets to appear on the podcast, which oh. you know, I mean, you could just be playing for pride. Kurt. Now that's that's a huge deal. But I've, I've been fortunate. <laughs> I've been fortunate to be on the podcast a couple times, so I will let somebody else very well have that. But you may compete. cross that off their bucket list you because may, I, I've been able to do that already. Very, very nice. <laughs> so what we have done is uh, we chose our Super Bowl combatants. We didn't pick who was going to win the two teams that will make the super bowl the league mvp 
the coach of the year, the passing yards winner, and the, the rushing wow. yards. The, the, rushing winner. So the person they have to tweet in all of this stuff. All of they this gotta, stuff. Six. Oh wow! Six picks uh, at hashtag rep picks. Who did you go tell yeah. Kurt yours? Yeah, absolutely. So my uh, my Super Bowl matchup was the Ravens against the Packers. Uh, okay. My MVP is Drew Brees because if he's the coach on the field and the coach of the team, he's going to win okay. MVP. I have Chuck Pagano as coach of the year. Wild card oh, wow. surprise. Okay. Uh, you buy Sean, that? Hold on a minute. You yeah. buy that? Well, I think they're going to be a lot better than people expect them to but be. But they got to win. Uh, yeah. Chuck Pagano to, to win that, to they got to win like, the year, they win like seven, nine. Right? Yeah, no, you got to. I say uh, eight. I think they're going to go eight and eight. Eight. Really? I'm not sure eight and eight wins coach of the year. Yeah, that's a yeah, rough one. Uh, there's got to be some team that's going to win double yeah, digit. You right, don't expect. Right. Yeah, there's going or or yeah, even that somebody that you do Achilles expect. I mean, even if you get one of those good teams yeah. to win 12, 13 games, right. I don't think you give it to a coach. If that they sneak in, in so. at nine and seven, maybe sneak to the playoffs. In. There's no way the Colts make the playoffs. Brothers. That division winner could be nine and seven. If they make the playoffs, he would be coach. I mean, of the, the Texans year. absolutely. I think that's your only shot at that. But that's huge. That's huge. They're going to beat the Texans. I mean, something bad has to happen to the Texans, bro. And yeah. they're, they're solid. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. My, my rushing champion, which I'm not yeah, that yeah, happy yeah. about this pick, but uh, I love the guy, LaShawn McCoy. I think yeah, it, I love the guy too. But he's going. Um, but, but his concern is he's going to get too many passes out of the backfield. A lot of receptions to win a rushing oh, title. Man, well, where was he last year? He was top five last year. He was. Yeah, he was. But so I mean, just and they got to run more. the ball more because Vic can't I, be I like taking those Sean McCoy. Hits. Okay, and who's your last? Who's your and, passing uh, yards? And then my passing champ is. T- I think Tom Brady is going to have another. Oh wow! Four great options. Right. Two tight ends. Okay. Two great. That's wide Chris receivers. Law's picks. You want to go to okay. go to Brockman's now? Yeah, Brockman. Do you remember yours? You want me to? I do remember mine. I said Packers Patriots Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, Tom Brady MVP, uh, Lovey Smith Coach of the Year. Lovey Smith. Bears maybe sneak win. Yeah, the you got to give a storyline here to back back that. Yeah, play. Yeah. Okay, so uh, they were on set on pace to make the playoffs last year. Color gets hurt. Right. Obviously, they missed the playoffs. So if they come back and maybe win twelve games, they got to win. The, they got to win the division for him to get. So coached. there you go. So that's I more mean, a support but for Cutler being but MVP. It's, than but Lovie it's not unreasonable that the Bears could win that division. Okay, right. No, that's, that's a head shake out of Kurt Warner. Yeah. Off camera so, head shake. So it is it unreasonable. Be, no, 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 not, not unreasonable. I just don't think – I think they're going to be good. I just don't right. think they can overtake the Well, I'm the just Packers. saying. I mean, it's, Off I mean, camera head shakes must be verbalized on this podcast. He shook course. his head at <laughs> of you. Course. Okay, what else? Uh, Matt Stafford, passing champ. Um, and I said Darren McFadden, rushing champ. Darren McFadden. He's got to play. He's got to play all season. He does. You like that? I got the Warriors all 16. You're right. If he plays all 16, all these guys. I don't think they all have ifs, but there are some. Yeah, but I I like McFadden. He's he's good. All right. I like that pick. If the MVP says it, Yeah, I got Rich's here, too. You have an actual MVP. An actual MVP agreement. Okay, here are my picks. Go for it. All right, so Rich's Super Bowl 47 matchup is the Patriots against the 49ers. Okay. Um, MVP is Aaron Rodgers. Back to back for Aaron Rodgers. I can definitely see that. You happening. You know he wants to stick uh, it to the man in Mississippi in that see matter. That happening, you you yes. know that. Yes. No, guy right here. It. He's in our studio. He's going to stick it to that man in Mississippi by saying, "I did it too." Yeah. Right. I could see that. Okay. His uh, coach of the year, which I like this pick as well, um, is Greg Schiano, another first year coach okay. down in Tampa Bucks Bay. Bucks make the playoffs. Bucks Whoa. are a Bucks. Because wow. I have to get my scenario. So you're saying yeah. Bucks are, you, are a wild card team? Are you saying Falcons three are, are coming? From, I say three are coming from, from the south. No, 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 no. I say two come from the south. Wow, Atlanta's not the, going. I, I think either. I think the Falcons or the Saints are not going. Wow. Does this have anything okay. to do with the fact that Josh I, Freeman named his snake after you? <laughs> everything to do with that. <laughs> By the way, if you name your snake 
Your boa. Was it a boa? What was it? Burmese python? Burmese. If you name a Burmese python after me. Then you're picking them for the playoffs? I, you've got me in your corner. There Let's might, put it that way. There might be okay. a lot of quarterbacks that go out. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not picking. I'm, I'm not going to okay. be so bold as to pick them, but this okay. is my bold coach of the year that I see is Shiano. They win 10 games, make the playoffs. Okay. Or 10 games don't, don't get in the playoffs, and he still gets the kudos of coach of the year. Okay. Uh, that's my scenario. All right. Uh, rushing champion. He uh, he went off the grid here with Arian Foster. Real real big off the grid pick. Sometimes there. you got to go with the obvious. Yeah, sometimes you do. Sometimes I, you I like up. I like Arian Foster yeah. a lot in and, that offense. And then who wins? And then Breeze. And Breeze is the passing champ, which no I question. like that pick too. He's okay. going to wing it around. Okay. Who out of all three? Who's do you like? It's all right. Out of all three, yeah. who you? do I like the best? Um. It's all right. Well, I like aspects. It's the coach of the year. The coach, I like the aspects, aspects of all of them. Mm. Am I picking? You want to yeah, go? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Right. Am I picking? Who is your Super Let's Bowl see. pick? Here we go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Packers, and I'm going to go, man. Tough. I'm going to go Packers and Ravens. Uh, I like the Ravens. Is that your be, pick? Is that your pick? I think they're going to be Packers. Okay, I think they're so going to be better Long. on offense. Okay. Okay. What's next? We should have had him do this first. No, no, and no. Then it's not okay. No, it's all right. It's okay. He's, I'm not. I'm not. Don't, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not going to just. I'm not letting <laughs> you guys influence me. Okay. <laughs> so what? What? What's uh, next? Next up is your league MVP. League I'm going to go Drew Brees. I think they're going to do well. I think he's going to have another big year. And with all the stuff going on, wow. I'm going to Drew Brees. You and Chris Law are now two for and two. He, and, he needs a, and he needs an MVP to his resume. He, he needs that, too. So. Okay. He was going offensive MVP. player of the year last year, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's go to where you might diverge paths. Your coach of the year. My coach of the year, Romeo Cronell. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. I like their dynamics. I like their one. talent. I think they're going to be good. I think they can pull out that division. I Romeo Cornell. That's a good one. Okay, uh, then who is your rushing champ? Rushing champion. Wow, rushing champ, man, that's tough. You it guys, is. you Can guys, now you're influencing ones. me because he said Arian Foster is the normal pick. The Sean McCoy. Let me go. You can go. MJD was back. No, I'm not going. A guy. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. I'm gonna go Ray Rice. Ray loving the Ravens off the this grid. Year. So you, I'm go see, Ray but Rice. I like this. He's, you're seeing, you're seeing consistency in the picks. If the Ravens are going to do so well to make the Super Bowl, right. Ray Rice may have a, have a rushing huge. championship type season. And your passing champ, is my passing champ, I'm going to go with with Matthew Stafford. They're going to wing this thing around like nobody's business, and they're going to throw right. it up to Calvin Johnson and. I think Drew will be there. I think I think there'll be a lot of guys in the mix, but I'm going to go with Stafford. Okay. Because I don't think they have all the pieces that the other teams do. So you were right that you liked a little bit of all of our yes. stuff. Yes. You went. You went. I, although I don't think you he didn't like it. I'm out. No. You know what? I'm out. If you wouldn't have said Arian Foster was the you, you know gone, the normal pick, I might have gone Arian you Foster. Stafford. You went Super Bowl pick. You I went know, but MVP. He, that did influence Long. me when he said that. Do you think? Do you think wow. Stafford can take down Breeze' record? No, I, I don't. No one can touch I mean, that. Granted, right? granted, I said last year that nobody could touch Marino's because it's, it's ridiculous to think of how many yards. You have to throw for almost 320 yards a game. Per game. And he shatters it. So I just. Shattered I, it. I mean, as much as they're going to throw around this league, I just can't imagine throwing for, mm-hmm. you know, 330, 340 every single game. So I, I say no, but who, do you <laughs> who have, knows? He averaged three forty-three last year, right? Who um, did? I think Dr- Breeze did. Three forty-three. If you do three seventy-five, it's six thousand. Come yards on! Passing. Wow. Three forty-three. I mean, Stafford's wow. got to stay healthy for all sixteen for for no, another no, year. Yeah. No doubt about it. Another year. 
No doubt. There's so many ifs. Isn't that incredible? Yes. It's they, such a fragile thing. The well, championship season is and, so fragile. They have true. no I running mean, game, right? They it, have no running game. Well, yeah, so Detroit they got no piece. No, no, yeah. no. Mikel LaSure, let's see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, let's Kevin see, Smith, but, if he can just keep his ankles straight for two seconds. So, yeah, injuries, isn't that the since key? Since we got Kurt to... Uh, no, but we got we to let quick, him go. Susie no, it's okay, picks. because you don't have to do uh, hair. You're just uh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I don't have to do that. Just makeup. Just got to do makeup and dress. I'm good. And you're yes. ready. To, you can I'm just good. roll out the football. That's right. You could pull a Berman and sit, in the set, sit on your seat See? one minute as hey. we're going to air. My, my little deal with, with the headphones saved us five more minutes for the podcast. <laughs> See? So, so he participated in the REP picks. Yeah. We're, we're very big proponents of punters here, Kurt. Punters you, are people, been too. That's right. You've been on a few teams. I've heard that somewhere. Can you name four of your punters? Four punters in the league? Oh, if, no, no if that were on your team. On your you teams. Oh, yeah, course, that was on my team? Of course he can, because he's a person, and he knows punters are people, too. This is a great... I didn't know you were going to ask that question. I didn't you either. Really now, you know now I'm wondering if I do. You Rick Tootin. Rick Tootin was one We can't verify this, can we? Yes, you can. Dirk Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Graham. Now I got to come up with another one. And Feegs. Of course, Fiegel. I was about to say yes. he was on the Giants uh, for like well, eighteen thousand years. I forgot about my, my Giant time. experience, but Feegle. <laughs> so there you go. That was just kind of a <laughs> blip on the radar, out. but I, I I pulled it back out. Kurt, thanks for coming. On. Oh man, my pleasure. That's Kurt Warner, and that's it for this edition of the Rich Eisen podcast. Stay listening, dear friends. 